I developed a sort of like let's do one thing at a time approach like which is why I still only do one beer at a time like one a month and like let's 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 do that and let's see how it goes and then move to the next step and that was Matt Smith of Wandering Soul and you're listening to an episode of Brew Roots The Brew Roots Podcast is proudly affiliated with the Mass Brew Bros. Be sure to check out their website to stay up to date with all Mass Beer-related news. Thanks for listening to another episode of Brew Roots, where we tell the stories behind your favorite beer. This is Sound Guy Ryan, and joining me as always is Erica and Matt. How are you doing, guys? You know, Ryan, I can't complain. Fantabulous. The weather today was oh, outrageous. So perfect. Yes. Yep. Finally not humid. Solid, like, high 70s? Yes. See, yeah. I thought today was confusing because it was really cold, and then it was hot, and then it was cool, I feel like and then it was hot. I feel you have some issues. No. Yeah. Yeah, no, no I, think, disagree. I think you need to see a doctor. No, Ryan. <laughs> you know, we can get through it. It was a beautiful day. It, it, was, was, it was great. Gorgeous. It was way better than yeah. what it has been. I would agree. We can leave it at that. Great. End of story. Great. Um, <laughs> so what did you guys do this week? Well, I was going to say big shout out to Pete from Backbeat Brewing, our guest last week. Yeah. Um, I loved that episode. I, I listened back um, and it was a lot of fun. I think Erica and I and maybe Guy Ryan and maybe Chris Beerfridge, I know you're listening, uh, we'll go there very soon. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, Backbeat was awesome, and I hope to maybe sneak one of his mom's biscottis again because so good. Those so were amazing good. with that black yeah. and tan. I was uh, telling somebody highlight. at work, I highlight. was like, I haven't had a black and tan in years, and having two or three of them that night. I feel like I had a good black and tan. I just haven't ever. Yeah, I just haven't had a black and tan. Right. Yeah, and that was yeah. a, a phenomenal. That, it one. was phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited. We got to get food if we go. That's kind of, well, no, I was going to say that's the whole point, but that that is a major plus. percentage yes. of me going there. A big plus, yeah. Yeah, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy when breweries have awesome food. Oh, for sure. Awesome yeah. beer. Yeah. But uh, what have you guys been up to? Well, uh, this week I had the pleasure of hanging out with Bob from uh, Mass Brew Bros. What, what a who pleasure. Who I think probably likes going to breweries almost as much as you. I, I actually, I know he does. <laughs> yes um it has and, been confirmed yes it's been confirmed uh and then also with him was uh captain asshat <laughs> um love that man and then from there uh captain asshat and my friend blair was who was also with me went over to backbeat then we hit up uh east regiment with chris Beerfridge, and then we all head over to uh, headed over to notch after Damn. that yeah that sounds like an incredible north shore trip it was a great north shore trip yeah so yeah. Uh, we started off with Sylvaticus, which classic sound guy Ryan, which I forget who said that, but yeah, that was plastered all over Instagram. Yeah, someone said classic sound guy Ryan, classic, classic. God, but yeah, it was it was a, it was a good day. You know, Erica, it's almost like we weren't invited to this event. You know, it's weird how he was there, and, like everyone else was there, and they and... kept on tagging right. brew roots. Yeah, and we. All right. There. First of all, you guys said that Wednesday that you guys could only do Friday night. So I was like, hmm, but not going to invite them. But you didn't mention it. So Erica. Because <laughs> you guys said you weren't available. Erica, all right. You uh, know what? No. End of story. We're ending it no, there. No, no, no. no, no, no. Right. Matt, Matt has something to say. Erica and I are the type of people that still like to be invited. Exactly. But we like to say no. Love to say <laughs> so, no. 
So assholes. Everyone knows that, <laughs> right? On. You have those friends that are like, oh, you just got to invite them. They're going to say no every time. But maybe we'll say yes. We probably would have said yes this Saturday, actually. actually. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I definitely was at home looking through my Facebook and or Instagram was like, oh, Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Ryan's, Ryan's there. Ryan's out tonight. I was so I was so hurt. And it was like all our friends and you were you didn't even think to be like, hey, I'm here with X, Y, and Z. Because you said you weren't available. <laughs> Let's make him cry. I think that's our goal right now. Nope, not gonna cry. <laughs> nope. It's all right, Erica. We're gonna have a night out without Ryan. Yeah, yeah. You guys always do anyway. Yeah. That's no fine. No way. We always invite. Maybe. <laughs> it ain't no party without a sound guy there. Exactly. <laughs> So who do we have on tap this week, if you didn't listen to the intro? We got Matt Smith from Wandering Soul. I'm so excited because not only is his story like a tearjerker, it really is. Like it, it it's it's another uh like emotional ride, yeah, yeah. but it's it's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Um his beer's phenomenal. Oh yeah. His beer is so freaking good. And it's another one of those stories where it's like you know, he wasn't sure what to expect and he's worked really, really hard to get yes. where he is right now and He's doing a great job, and his beer is flying off the shelves. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Pete said it last week that, you know, having Matt tell him that his beer is awesome, uh, it just kind of shows how respected Matt yeah. is in the, the beer scene. Especially in the North Shore area. And, um, yeah. Pretty much all our past guests, uh, Rockport, <laughs> Brewing, Rockport Brewing threw it out to Matt Smith. Um, so it's really awesome to have him on this week because... Um, I haven't actually not met a person that's like that beer's okay. Everyone is like that Everyone beer's loves in it, the words sure. of Sound Guy Ryan, that beer that slaps. slaps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say like this this interview is gonna almost complete that trifecta that we've been talking about for the past couple weeks. Like everyone uh has done a great job. Everyone's worked really hard. And my opinion, you know, these interviews that we've done the last few weeks have been our best ones. Like we've had the most fun and the stories have just been phenomenal yeah 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 Yeah, i want to start doing more like one person operations i mean i love when i think i've said it a couple times i love when we get to interview you know the whole notch or night shift you know those those were great episodes don't get me wrong um but like sitting here the other day um or going to, to beverly to talk with pete and just seeing like the passion and like it's, in, it's inspiring. Not that those other people have lost the passion or anything like that, but, you know. It's different when you're just starting out and exactly. it's just you. Yeah. Yeah. Like a kid in the candy store. Yeah. Hmm. I felt like a kid in a candy store because there was literally all good beer at the back of the last year. Yeah. Yeah. It was that great. Yeah. So, and uh, all these guys, too, just, you know, throwing out there, love beer, wine, hobby. They do. Yeah, which is where I basically live these days, because <laughs> we are finally open for in-store shopping. Woo! Yes. Um, in Danvers location, which is awesome. So, yeah, you can come by and browse in the store, which I can't wait. is mind-blowing. What's your, what's your uh, stock look like for making sake? Uh, we do have sake yeast. You do? Um, we don't have, like, the fancy mold interesting but the rice or well you don't need rice you just need the mold you You just just need need the mold mold. yeah it's the same thing okay understood yeah Yeah. but (laughs) because you know what i was thought i was thinking about like oh sake would be cool yeah yeah Yeah. well wait wasn't pete talking yeah that's why he was mentioning it yeah Yeah. Yeah. he's gonna make some sake so what yeah nothing better than sake and uh and uh some sushi Mm, i haven't had sushi in so long not to totally divert here but oh my god yeah so um okay, cool 
Great. I think <laughs> there's a uh, pink boots news. Is there anything cool going on? Um, nothing major. I mean, we are still ha- uh, having or offering scholarships. Uh, scholarships are still happening, mostly virtually or whatever. So get on that membership and make sure you're still applying and signing up. Yeah. And hopefully at some point we'll do some kind of a social distance meeting. Nothing in the works yet that I know of, but uh, stay tuned. Yeah. And I guess uh, we don't have much more to talk about. We have nothing more to talk about. Wow. Yeah. Nothing. Okay. You know what? Shout out to Jenna because she said <laughs> she just mentioned that we haven't given her a shout out. So shout out to Jenna. There you we go. We love you, Jenna. What's up? And we miss you. <laughs> and we miss you. Yeah. Anything else? No. Should we no. go? Should we go to our sponsors? Yep. All right. Okay. Cool. Take it away, sponsors. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. This week's episode would not be possible without our amazing sponsor, Shirts on Tap. Each month, they team up with breweries from across the country and create a custom shirt and deliver it to your doorstep, along with stickers and coupons. Sign up today using the promo code BREWROOTS for $5 off your first box. Head on over to ShirtsOnTap.com today. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. You looking to get into a new hobby? Oh, yeah. Sure thing. Well, Erica, where can we do that? Go down to Beer and Wine Hobby. Ooh. And what can we get there? Everything you need to start your homebrew journey. And we'll help you along that journey by using our promo code BREWROOTS to get 10% off your next order. Visit beer-wine.com to start your homebrew journey today. All right. What an awesome interview, Ryan. You know, Ryan wanted to re-record that one. Can you believe it? <laughs> you mean the intro? The intro. What? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I was like, I thought we like did a pretty good job praising Matt before we came on. It was all genuine, too. I was like, I'm, I'm excited to get him on. And we were explaining to him earlier. Uh, I think we've been trying to get him on for since Olio slash before Olio. Yeah. Since before, like really since I joined, I was yeah. like, we got to get Wandering Soul on. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember talking about it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think we've chatted a few times for the past yeah. year or so. <laughs> and we had Rockport, who gave you a ton of praise for helping inspire him. Backbeat, Pete was like having Matt Smith sit at my bar and tell me that my beer slapped. A.K.A. slap is good. That's Ryan. That was, that's Ryan that, that was Ryan terms. Yeah. That, was, uh, yeah. that was very recent. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. And then um, who else did we have? Ray. Oh. Neil, yeah, Neil, no, yeah, Neil. Neil from Gilded, yeah, yeah, yeah. That can art. That he released a new one today. Like he, not the beers, he not that, like but he like teased it. Teased it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he uh, brewed, he brewed awesome. it today, I believe. Yes, Ooh. yeah. So we'll I talk off air to find out what that was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was texting me during the nice. oh, really? brewing. Yeah, nice. yeah. What an awesome dude. He's a great guy, yeah. and he. Um, it's funny because he his background is so different than mine. Like because yeah. he's a scientist, and so <laughs> yeah. his brewing style is actually way different than mine. But when he and I talk and bounce ideas back and forth, somewhere in the middle, there's some really cool things that come out of it. So, yeah. so if you've skipped past the intro, I just wanted to reintroduce we are here with Matt Smith of Wandering Soul Beer Company out of 
Is it Beverly out of Beverly? Do you, do you so, say yeah. that? Yeah, it's uh, officially it's out of Beverly. Okay. okay. Like well, on, on paper. On paper, it's out of Beverly. Um, that's where I'm licensed. The, uh, you know, the shed behind my house is the brewery. <laughs> yes. That's where all of my federal and state licensing is attached to. Cool. So it's Beverly, but, you know, I it could be anywhere. Yeah. Beverly is just ha- where I happen to live. <laughs> <laughs> so we start every episode asking, what's your role at the brewery? I think that one's pretty self-explanatory, but... You can tell us you anyways. You can tell us anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, your first memory of beer. <clears throat> Ooh, good questions. Um, so, yeah, in terms of the role, um, I am the founder of Wandering Soul, and um, it's just me on the business side. So, you know, my setup is a little different than some because you know i bounce around and brew my stuff at other people's breweries who are willing to have me come in and make some stuff there um i do have a small pilot brewing system in beverly in that shed so that's where all the test batches take place but yeah i'm the owner founder uh sales marketing guy accountant guy legal guy um (laughs) whatever it needs to be keg delivery guy (laughs) You know. In your amazing van. In the amazing yeah. van, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the exhaust leak. That, right. <laughs> if, if How hasn't it broken down yet? I if don't If you know. really want to get high, sit in my van. For, <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need to smoke anything. Just, the van smokes itself. <laughs> so talk about your first memory. First beer your memory? First memory. Oh, my, <laughs> your first, my, yeah, it was your my first, first conscious <laughs> memory, actually. My first yeah, yeah. human memory. Yeah, please. Um, well, that goes back a long time, but... Um, yeah, my first beer memory actually was drinking uh, Yingling out of Pennsylvania, America's oldest brewery, uh, when I was in New Jersey. And um, I remember this was probably when I was, you know, I mean, my dad told me I I used to steal his beers and take swigs when I was like four <laughs> or five years old Nice when he was doing construction work in in the backyard, but... I remember drinking a Yingling and just kind of like looking at the label being like, whoa, America's oldest brewery. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and the beer was nondescript, though. It, you know, it's, it didn't really taste. It just tasted like beer. It, it, you know, nothing mind-blowing. Um, and that was a long time ago. That was in New, So I'm from New Jersey. born and raised. Lived there until probably 11, 12 years ago. On the shore, or um, so I, I grew up in um, North. Yeah, what exit did you live off? of? <laughs> Everyone asked me yeah, that, yeah. but where I lived, there were no exits. <laughs> well, <not yet. laughs> Whoa! I grew up in the woods, really. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, north, basically Pennsylvania. Mm. Nice. Uh, northwestern New Jersey, Sussex County. Um, if you're looking at a picture of New Jersey, the northwesternmost tip, and then I lived down near Princeton. I uh, was a pizza delivery guy. Went to Rutgers. Oh, fun. I was a delivery guy for all sorts of, you know, pharmacy guy, the pharmacy delivery guy. You still are a delivery guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> delivering beer now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but uh no, that's where I'm from. So that that was probably my first beer memory was Yingling and marveling at the fact that it was America's oldest brewery, not so much marveling at the fact that I was blown away <laughs> by the flavors of it, but yeah. yeah. I met the the head brewer of Yingling at Ooh. an event in Philly years ago and i was like starstruck <laughs> because he's the head brewer of america's oldest brewery yeah <laughs> that is pretty cool yeah so last time i checked rutgers does not have a brewing school correct um what did you go what was the original plan for you so i went to school originally for information systems like database stuff mm-hmm. and then i realized pretty early in that it really didn't excite me very much <laughs> uh 
you know, it's just I didn't really have the mind for it necessarily. So I switched to marketing. Um, so I have a degree in marketing from Rutgers. Um, I feel like it has served me well more recently, actually, because, you know, I took classes on all sorts of things, you know, accounting and stuff like that. And all the jobs I've had, there might have been little fragments of things where I was like, oh, I remember from school we talked about that. But now it's um, when you're handling every aspect of a business, you kind of think back to some random memory of a class you were sitting in half asleep <laughs> um, or, you know, one of the textbooks. Like I saved all my textbooks and stuff. So I've definitely learned a lot about business, more so in the real world um, than school. But, mm. but it was a valuable education, I think. And, you know, I've learned more from my failures than my successes, I think. Yeah. Music is a big part of you. I see a tattoo. Yeah. Music was, uh, did you ever just, did you play music growing up or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, I moved here to Massachusetts to play in a band. Oh, get out. Um, Otherwise I would not live here. (laughs) Uh, or maybe I would, (laughs) I don't know what would have happened, but, um, yeah, I've been playing in bands since I was 14, played guitar and, uh, moved up here with a bunch of guys from New Jersey that, went to school up here and we had a band down there called the blithering idiots it was a ska band oh cool nice ska punk band and they moved up here and reformed a band and pestered me for literally years like (laughs) move to massachusetts you're not happy in new jersey you you know you're not so i moved up here with my uh my now ex-girlfriend she moved back didn't work out for her i stayed we tried to make the band work i realized i wasn't making any money from that (laughs) Got like a normal job. Uh, met my wife through that band and through music, and met really all my best friends through that band. Yeah, because I moved up here, I didn't know anyone except for the guys I grew up with. Yeah, so cool. So between playing in a band, working this quote unquote normal job, where did brewing come into this? Um, well, I was um, so <laughs> a few things happened simultaneously, probably about. Um, 10 years ago, um, I was working at a job I wasn't a huge fan of, and I was going into Berman's Liquors a lot in Lexington. Got to know those guys really well, and I was fascinated by this brand called Clown Shoes. Okay. (laughs) Because of the labels, but then the beers were just mind-blowing to me. Like, they were really good. Um, and this goes back, you know... they were brewing in Ipswich? They were brewing in Ipswich. I was I was blown away by the stouts, and I started doing some uh, beer tastings for them. Eventually ended up working there for like six years. Um, but at the same time, my best friend, as a gift for my birthday, got me a, uh, a homebrewing le- uh, class and kit out of the store in Woburn. Yes. Um, <laughs> that was beer a, and wine hobby. Just beer and wine there. hobby, yep. <laughs> um, and that was like 10 years ago. And I think there, were, there was a different ownership back then. Yeah. Yeah, I think because I remember the guy who like kind of taught us and we all Mm -hmm. went home and, you know, my buddy and me, we each brewed our own little thing out of a extract kit and you boil water and put the syrup in and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, A little little, different than what you're doing now. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, it was it was terrible. Like the first batch was was awful. Second batch was more acceptable. Uh, Third batch, I was like, maybe there's something to this. And then I just got obsessed with it. And that was 10 years ago. And uh, I've brewed 
a lot of homebrew batches um, at all different places we lived. I've ruined many kitchen stoves. <laughs> I've lost many security deposits. I've, oh, man. <laughs> I've scorched countertops like you wouldn't believe. You know, I've thrown out my back. I've you know, <laughs> done it home, all for yeah. beer. <laughs> it's frust- it, home brewing can be very frustrating. Yeah. yeah. And absolutely. that's where I really learned that making beer, it's it's not easy. Um, it's one thing to crack one open and appreciate it. And then when you go and try to make it, you know, I've, I've dumped so many batches of beer yeah. and, uh, for, for all these weird, re- all, all different reasons. And, uh, then I came to learn, like, here's where I messed up. Here's where I messed up and kept track of that. And next thing I'd fix things along the way. And then I came up with, uh, a solid book of recipes i was handwriting everything and now they're all in a computer program but those recipes transformed into the beers that i've put out yeah and some of them are you know six seven years old that's cool how did you learn how you messed up um you just well, keep there was... track of everything you do right yeah yeah so there's the ob- there there are a few things with that um, there's the obvious one of, you know, waking up in the middle of the night hearing what sounds like gunshots in the other room. You realize all the bottles have exploded. No. So that, that's like an obvious mess up. Like all of the bottles exploded. Something must have gone wrong. Carbonation. So, yeah. So they were over carbonated. Um, some were like infected, you know, um, but mainly it was, you know, learning the process. And when you taste the final product after you've been anticipating it for three weeks, and something doesn't taste right, it's trying to figure out where you, where I went wrong. Most of the time, it was um, it was an issue of, you know, I didn't sanitize something. This was early on. Like, I didn't realize early on that you really need to. <laughs> sanitize everything. Sanitize everything. <laughs> yeah, so um, that was the most common thing that would go wrong. Yeah. But then it was recipe construction, you know. I, w- I was making these homebrews that were just so bitter. <laughs> because I loved like stone, like stone ruination was the first beer that blew my mind in terms of how bitter it was and just how aggressive. And I was like, okay. And that was in New Jersey too. Like when I was getting into craft beer. And, uh, so the beers that I gravitated towards were really West coast, really like bitter stuff. So I'd be brewing this stuff and sharing it with my friends and they'd be like, dude, it's too bitter. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, and I couldn't get away from it. I just couldn't. So I yeah. gradually started dialing back. And when I got into beers like Melody Maker or Bendo Break or Things We Don't Say, you know, I really had to, to use a much lighter hand with bittering hops and, and use them in, in a way where, you know, I wasn't all that familiar with, <clears throat> you know, all of the bittering hops coming from a Whirlpool edition or, you know, dry hopping to a level where it's like, Trying to be more balanced and not over the top. (laughs) Yeah. So I had my way of doing it with bittering hops, and I found that, you know, I really needed to tailor that approach, especially as I was going to Castle Island and to Bentwater and scaling these things up. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's been an incredible learning experience, you know. Thankfully, on a large scale... Haven't messed up too many things. There are a few things that <laughs> that got a little, you know, didn't go according as a, according to plan as I thought. But no on a home, one knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I know. Yeah. Um, but you know, nothing to where I've had to dump a batch commercially. That that's never happened. Yeah. Before we get a little bit of ahead of yourself, you said you worked at Clown Shoes for a number of years. 
Did yeah. you brew at all there or just mostly behind the scenes stuff? So that was mostly behind the scenes. I was brewing some of the test batches. That was when I was really getting into home brewing. So, you know, we had some ideas where I'd brew it at home and bring it in and share it with the guys. And some were like, that's a no. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're not going to do that again. Um, and some, you know, some of them eventually ended up being beers that, that got put out. Cool. Uh, you know, I mean, I wasn't doing... So my main role there was... Um, <laughs> it's funny because it's the stuff I do now. It's everything. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, I did accounting stuff, sales stuff, marketing. I managed our production schedule. I figured out, you know, which beers do we need and when... That's a really hard puzzle because yeah. we were putting out on average every year, I don't know, 50, 60 different beers. I've seen those charts. They're scary to look at. Yeah. They're so, intense. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, most of my time there, I was director of operations. So managing the, you know, are the beers that we were brewing at Ipswich. And then we expanded and started making some beers at Stony Creek in, in Connecticut and some beers at Schmalton, New York and... You know, getting the labels, getting the ingredients, the packaging, um, and, you know, expanding it. When I came on, they were distributing to a few states. And when I left, it was like 35 states and eight countries. Yeah, I, I distinctly so, remember trading a clown shoes beer with someone who was like, oh, thanks for the beer, but I can get this down the street in California. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was yeah. like, oh, this is made like 10 minutes from my Sorry. house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was also the guy... That would hop on a plane and go to California and like, oh, you know, do the launch, like the whole clown shoes launch. You Very know? cool. I, I went to California like three times, um, Michigan, Ohio, Florida. Uh, I was all over the place. Maine, you know, Colorado. Um, representing the brand. Yeah, representing the brand and going and, um, you know, working with the local distributor to make sure that it got in, you know, we were doing events and meeting the buyers and i really learned you know how to inter how to interact with beer buyers you know um at stores and bars and stuff and some of these folks are you know there's some really cool people out there not necessarily normal people <laughs> you know it's not like going and selling a uh, paper thing dunder mifflin, dunder mifflin style <laughs> yes yeah it's a, it's a, so that's where i kind of a lot of it was learning it was like selling beer yeah, and, and all the different parts of that. But it was, it was a little bit of everything. Yeah. That's cool. So while you're home brewing at home, traveling all over the country, is Wandering Soul an idea in your head or when did that become an idea? It was brewed in February 2019 at Castle Island. Holy cow. So not, so just celebrating a year. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, Melody Maker obviously being the first beer that was out there. That beer was in a lot of, of tap rooms before COVID happened. Um, yeah, talk about the <laughs> kind of the talk about kind of the first year and like the reception that you've had with that that beer in particular. Yeah. Well, I went into it thinking I have these licenses. Castle Island is taking me under their wing to brew some beer there. I was planning on brewing just one batch. <laughs> that was it, really? Yeah, I, I didn't really have. I've really developed. I, develop a sort of like let's do one thing at a time approach like which is why i still only do one beer at a time like mm -hmm. one a month and like let's 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 do that and let's see how it goes and then move to the next step rather than you know getting ahead of myself because i don't want this thing to to get messed up <laughs> and uh 
yeah, I've learned a lot about, you know, what can be maybe perceived as too much. You know, if you're rolling into a, a store with, uh, you know, I got 20 styles of beer, which one do you want? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's something to that because, I mean, people love variety, right? Mm. We love choices, but also... Get overwhelmed by choices. It's overwhelming. Yeah. And also, you know, when you have that many beers, some of them aren't, aren't going to do well. And they kind of cannibalize themselves. So um, Having one's kind of cool. It's almost like a scavenger hunt. Like, you have to find it. It's only here for a month or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. like, you got to go out there and find it, and then it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I started it, my, my rule that I... I had a few rules that I really wanted to hold to. And one of them, stupidly maybe, was I'm going to do everything myself. <laughs> and that included the deliveries, yep. which I totally, like out of everything I out, I underestimated, the the deliveries was, oh, yeah. was the biggest one. Oh, yeah. And how I was going to get all of this beer to Everywhere. like a hundred <laughs> different places very quickly because these beers aren't designed to age. Yeah you know, like scramble and, and lift the kegs and, you know, um, <laughs> there's a lot of stories there of like, you know, you see the bud guy coming in and, and delivering like three stacks of half barrel kegs downstairs <laughs> on a, uh, on a two wheeler. Yeah. Right. Right. Then you I see, see me, every day. Yeah. Then you see me coming in and taking the keg and going one step at a time. Because yeah. <laughs> I was too afraid to go flying down the stairs. I was afraid I was gonna the keg was gonna land on me. Yeah. So I would go one step at a time, and people <laughs> were laughing. They were like, "That's how you do it?" I was like, "Yeah." So it was like a very like methodical, like little by little. You know, that's sort of symbolic of how the whole thing started. Yeah. You know, but it was important to me to, to do like all that stuff myself, and that included in designing the label. Yeah. So I'm not a designer. Um, I rely on symbols because I can't draw. I mean, your most recent one was pretty cool. That was a photo you took, right? Yeah, that's a tree in our backyard. That's awesome, because it looks awesome. It looks like, like it it's almost look, drawn to right, me. Right, yeah. it doesn't look like someone just snapped a photo and threw it on a can or whatever, you know? Well, it looks you. like it's... Thank you. I appreciate that. It was yeah. That label was supposed to be, like, more purple. A lot of times with the coloring, it's hard to see what it's going to be. Yes. Yeah, it was supposed to be more that. But, um, yeah. you know, it's, um, you know, again, like with Melody Maker especially... And the text and, and everything on it and the symbol, it, it became a version of this on the label, but the infinity sign is is flipped. So the tattoo I got in Chicago, I got this in Chicago in 2017, and uh, you know a version of that ended up on the label. But um, yeah, I mean it, that was important to me, and also just I mean last year I can't believe that that was only well, a year ago. Yeah, like thinking back to where I was last year, like driving stuff around in the van being the guy that would always show up the delivery guy they ever you know um shattering the back windshield of the van oh, and yep. Yep. having <laughs> yep. people like run up to me like oh my god you're bleeding <laughs> oh i am look oh wow, wow. <laughs> like don't don't tell anybody i was here <laughs> um you know so stuff like that but it was it was a wild it was last year was just such an amazing adventure yeah in the past year, you've released, what, five different beers? Yeah, Ben Don't Break would be actually, um, I think, six. So there were, there was Melody Maker, Things We Don't See. I need to, I don't even know. Yeah, Things We Don't Say, Young Mouse, Past Life. Yep. And then Ben Don't Break. From the Wreckage. Okay, was an Imperial yeah. Style. That That's was a smaller right. batch. That's right, yep. yep. And Ben Don't Break was number six. Wow. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, so on a on a on like a commercial scale, there have been six. And have the majority of those recipes been ones that you've been brewing up for a number of years or Yeah, Melody Maker was years. Things yep. we things we don't say was not. So that that was the exception actually. The um uh that and Young Mouse. So with things we don't say, I kind of scrambled because Melody Maker went well and then we brewed it again and that went well. And then it was kind of like well, what do now, we do now? Okay, now what? Now what? <laughs> and then I was kind of, I was like, oh, people seem to live like these New England IPAs. So, oh, you don't oh, say. What? <laughs> the Nipas. Yeah. So I was like, you know, what if what if we did a bigger one, like an 8%er, which are not, those aren't beers I really drink. Mm. So I put together a recipe and uh, it's kind of funny. I brewed it and, you know, I kegged it. And I had, uh, it was in my carport, there was a fridge there, and I, I was keeping kegs in that fridge. And I uh, took one sip of it when it was ready, it was carbonated, it took, I took a little glass, I took one sip, I was like, I think that's pretty good, but I want to try it again tomorrow. I came out the next day, there was no power in the carport. Oh, oh no. And uh, it was flooded. So oh. what happened was uh, <laughs> the keg got stuck, the little, the tap got stuck when I closed the fridge door and it opened oh. and the whole keg drained oh, God. overnight. Yeah. And so I came back and I was like, I can't taste it again. Oh, I don't know. Man. Like I really, cause I, I'm very much like, as I've gotten older, I like, it's like, you know, the old saying like, let me sleep on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I actually do that. <laughs> and so like, I wanted to sleep on it and I came out the next day and I was like, I, oh, I well. think it tasted good. So we're going to, let's do it. And so we did it. You know, we took that exact recipe, went to Castle Island, and the first batch of things we don't say is completely different than what it is now. Yeah. Um, yeah completely different with, is it because you think it's completely different or with, like, the layman? If you taste, well, if you tasted them side by side, you you would see that they are completely different. Yeah. Andy, co- Andy probably looked at him and been like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you should do this. Yeah. When I tried it, at Castle Island, I was blown away. I loved it. I thought the beer was really good. It was not what I... It's not what I remember tasting that night, though. So, like, it was good, but the hop flavors were just so unique. Like, I had never... I got a lot of, like, white grape flavors from the hops, and I was like, I don't, I've never had that before, so I thought that was pretty cool and unique. But I kind of learned that when you're using a hop like Ella... You know, these hops from Australia, New Zealand, I paired it with Simcoe and Cascade. Um, I felt that that wasn't the best decision. <laughs> I think Simcoe and Cascade throw off a ton of citrus, grapefruit, you know. They overpower. We all know it. those hops, right? Yeah. And, and then Ella is like a crazy, like if you don't, if you don't pair that hop with, with other hops that are like like-minded sort of really tropical fruit, Australia, New Zealand hops, you're going to get some really confusing flavors out of it. Also, I thought it was a little too bitter. It was a little too dark. That was my bad on the grain bill. Um, using, I think I had like a little bit of crystal malt in there. I don't know why I, I did that. Um, <laughs> you know, and then I was using flaked wheat. Now we're using white wheat. So different, like wheat malt, like different sort of thing. There's no crystal malt now. I used some honey malt in it to try to, I don't know why I wanted it to be like sweeter. You know, <laughs> So like, you know, I, I created this really comp, like, complicated right like stupidly complex recipe that we brewed 
And then I, you know, the way it is now, the way the recipe is now, there's way all totally different hops, but the actual recipe is, is a lot simpler. Mm. So it was just another case of like overcomplicating things. Mm -hmm. But yeah. yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's a beer coming out again next week. We're packaging oh, it next awesome. week. Awesome. Nice. Very so, exciting. Yeah, it's uh, now dry, dry hopped with um, Mosaic. Vic Secret El Dorado Cascade. Ooh. I left so it. no more Ella or No more Ella. Okay. So version one had Ella. Yep. Simcoe Cascade. Version two, we cut the Ella, but we kept the Simcoe Cascade, put some Vic Secret in, and there was Mosaic in there. Nice. So Mosaic made an appearance and I kept that. Cool. It's heavy on the mosaic now. The amount of hops in this beer now is absurd. It's kind of absurd. <laughs> it's hop heavy. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, but also the recipe. It's it's a recipe that like years ago, looking at it now, I would have been like, "What is this? Yeah, <laughs> where are the bittering hops? Like, yeah. where's right. my sixty minute right. hop edition? You know? Yeah. Where's my nugget? <laughs> sixty minute like Mel Melody Maker still has like the tiniest little sprinkle of a sixty minute. Yeah. Uh, nugget hop edition just because that's what that's you what, do that's right that's what we do and that's what i've done for years and that's what we did at clown shoes frankly yeah you know and um and that's like your style yeah that, that that was part of the style so you know um but yeah doing other beers was really cool too like young mouse was awesome my sister came up and her husband and we designed that recipe together and that was based off their child is that correct yeah so okay. my nephew oscar Yep. Yeah, so he actually drew, well, he finger-painted the label. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that. And so uh, they came up from New York, designed the label, and uh, one of his favorite foods is mango. Oh, fun. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he also has... Um, so that's why it's like the Belgian style with the mango. Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah, my sister and Ryan, her husband, love Belgian beers, and cool. I do too, and I really wanted to do something Belgian. And the mango thing worked its way in. But yeah, that beer was dedicated to Oscar, um, you know, who's probably one of the strongest people I know. I mean, he's, yeah, he's had a lot of challenges. He's had, um, he has, um, you know, seizures and um, he has a brain malformation that causes a lot of uh, developmental delays. And, um, you know, they live in New York and uh, he's just, he's just a fighter, that kid. What's up, Oscar? You're the man. Yeah. yeah. Oscar, and he's awesome. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was really cool that, like, Amanda sent me, my sister sent me like a, a picture of something that he painted. Um, because when he sees colors, his eyes just light up. Yeah. Aww, and so like that ended awesome. up on the label. That's and so cool. um, yeah, so it was cool to put that out. And yeah. now, <laughs> sorry, if I, sorry. sorry if I'm getting ahead of myself. No, 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 this is great. I'm actually just curious. My favorite one is the, the Vienna Lager. Mm. So past oh. life, I thought that beer was I think, awesome. I think that. That's up there for me, Joe. Yeah. I was so proud of that yeah. beer. Yeah. Yeah. Just was, a super easy, clean beer to drink. Yeah, that one really you know, that's a, that's so that recipe I've had a long time. Yep. And but it changed when we you know, when we went to Castle Island to make it. I could just tell it was really polished when I got it. Yeah. So that's a style of beer that not many people do. Right. And uh it's a style I've loved for a really long time. And, you know, I think that Sam Adams Boston Lager I don't know if they call it any, if they call it a Vienna Lager anymore, but they used to. Hmm. And I think if you look it up, that they technically still might call that a Vienna Lager. And when I moved here from New Jersey and had that, you know, this was like 11, 12 years ago, and I, I loved it. 
And I was like, the analoger, huh? Yeah. What's that? It's still good. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, yeah it's still good. I'm yeah. Like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get that beer if I'm at a bar when I used to go to bars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if they don't have anything else. But, um, yeah, so that one, I was really, yeah, I really wanted to do a lager. And I still want to make, I have so many lager recipes that I want to make. So. Yeah. Now this piano Bring was, on that crispy boys. <laughs> <laughs> this piano lager was uh, the one that we had at Olio, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That really good. Slapped. Oh, <laughs> uh, Ryan. Yeah. I'm glad you guys liked it. Yeah. It was yeah. called yeah. Past Life. Yeah. And um, the logo obviously kind of reminiscent of that. And that kind of goes along with your spiritual... Thing, yeah, I assume that, okay. that tied right into, you know, I think on the can I had some text about like, do you feel like you're the same person you were 10 years ago hmm. or 20 years ago or 100 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just talking about the concept of time and how it changes, yeah. how it can change people. But, you know, we're the same people. We're in the same body. Right. But like spiritually, mentally, so many things happen in people's lives that change them. You know, sometimes for the better, sometimes maybe not, but you learn from everything. Hmm. And uh, so, yeah, the label was a, a sketch. Um, this artist, Mary, a friend uh, of ours, drew, you know, had an idea to have a guy looking in a mirror, which was just a vertical line. And on the other side was a flipped version of that dude with like uh, all things connected, like his head connected to his feet. It was like a scientific drawing type of thing. So, like, you're looking at a reflection of yourself in the mirror, yeah. but it's an upside-down sort of, like, you know, what's in, strange, in Stranger Things? They have, like, the upside-down. Yeah, down. they have the upside-down, yeah. So, kind of like that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And now, I think to start, I don't remember if, and correct me, but, like, were you donating to a charity throughout all these beers, just with the first beer? Tell yeah. me about that. So, um, with Melody Maker, I donate uh, a portion of the profits to Resolve New England, Okay. And it's a group that helped us through that experience. They uh, they mainly help um, families with infertility, uh, but also pregnancy loss, and they're a great support group. They have been amazing. Um, the fact that we that I am kind of connected with them now. So that one's for Melody Maker, um, yeah. and for Young Mouse. So things we don't say was designed to be a beer. I don't donate it to a charity for that one because that one like keeps the lights on. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. You know, when I looked at you know, that's like for me, it's a bit of a higher like profit margin beer. Mm -hmm. yeah. Whereas Melody Maker, I don't, I don't make as much. Yeah. You know, and brewing once a month, like I have to be really careful yeah. right. of like how I'm continuing to make this thing. Yeah. Managing move. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And especially when there's just so many expenses. Yeah. You know, I have tens of thousands of dollars right now tied up in deposits for things. Right. Things <laughs> that I don't own yet. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so Whew. it's a lot of money, you know. For sure. So, you know, cash flow has been like a real, like, it, it, in this business, it's a really sensitive thing. For especially sure. now. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but for Young Mouse, we donated um, a portion of profits to the SCN2A uh, it's called families S family SCN2A. So the gene in Oscar's brain where there's a um, a mutation is called the SCN2A gene in his brain. There's a mutation there. So hmm. there's an organization that specializes in you know, it's a very rare condition. Yeah. So we donate some profits to that. You mentioned earlier how much ever much you have in deposits, but what's kind of next for you? I know with brewing once a month. That's probably keeping you extremely busy, especially with a newborn. Yeah. You know, or 
you know, one year old. Yeah. Um, what's next? So, um, we have things we things we don't say is coming out next week. Yep. I have a batch of Melody Maker that will be that we're brewing tomorrow. Ooh, and exciting! F- and Friday. Nice. It's a quad double batch. Quad batch. Ooh, Ooh what? <laughs> Good for you, man. Wow. Mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> so you're really brewing once a month, but you're brewing a shit ton. Well, I realized like at Bentwater, you know, basically I have a tank a month that I can use. Um, gotcha. to keep a beer in yeah. because they're basically like, they're cranking, you know, like yeah, they, yeah. they're, they're doing, they're doing well and they're kind of like at capacity and, and, um, you know, I've been just honored to, to be able to do anything there. So I figure, Hey, especially yeah. on that new system. Yeah. So the quad batch, the, it's an 120 barrel batch of Melody Maker. Wow. It's so mind blowing to me <laughs> to even think like just today I, I went to Remnant in Somerville and, uh, got 44 pounds more of Motueka hops from Charlie. Oh, uh, yeah. shout out to Charlie. We hey, love Charlie. you. <laughs> yeah, Charlie. I told Charlie to give him a shout out. He's yes. awesome. He's like one of the people I've met. He's the best. That I'm like, yeah, he's just, he's awesome. And we, we've talked brewing and he's yeah. a really good dude. Super him, dude. smart. Yeah. yeah, yeah, him and Neil and, and Ray and Mike from Small Change. and oh, um, yes, Mike. Just so many other people too. And, and Pete from Backbeat yeah, now. I mean, yeah. He's a new acquaintance of mine, Pete. I only met him this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, at like a freshman class, whatever they go. I think that's what he mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They met he you said there. that event yeah. happened, and he opened up like five hours later. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was his opening <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah, he, he he's the man, and um, yeah. So to do a quad batch of Melody Maker, it's just like it's just so mind blowing to me. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of beer. Yeah. And um, you know, it's I try to pre-sell every drop so that when the beer's ready, it's it rolls the- out. Boom, boom. So um, I have, for the first time, actually, I can talk about it now because I just signed the agreement. I have, a, <laughs> I have a Western Massachusetts distributor. Oh, exciting. Yay. So you don't have to drive to Western Mass. No. Oh, what? <laughs> so like uh, Worcester area and West. Awesome. Uh, awesome. They're, they're called Longbow. Cool. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's and, a cool uh, beer scene out there, too. It's cool. There's some really cool places. It's a little more spread out. Yep. But these, Stop it! Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Western Mass. Who would have thought? It doesn't take an hour to get anywhere in Western yeah. Mass. <laughs> yeah, they, there's a. It's a really good fit working with these guys. I'm again honored to be in that portfolio with brands like Cantillon. Yeah. Ooh, wow, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I've heard yeah. of them before. Yeah, just yeah. once. <laughs> Jester King and Crooked Stave. I mean, they do a lot of imports of some awesome Belgian stuff. Oh, yeah, that's so cool. Um, you know Shelton Brothers like imports, and uh, they only have a few Massachusetts breweries, so it was really a good fit. Yeah, and I'm really psyched. So that that starts with this batch of things we don't say. Cool. Um, and so now I'll have coverage of the entire state of Massachusetts. Yeah. Woohoo! Like, I have another. Thank you. I have another <laughs> small distributor called Coastal. They're bigger now, actually, but their yeah. Coastal Craft handles um, the area that's uh, like west of the Cape, like kind of. Yeah. Like Fall River, um, Norwood, Dedham, like that. There's a pocket there yep. that they handle. And then Bentwater is technically my distributor for the rest of the state, all up and down the coast. And Boston, North Shore, South Shore, oh, the cool. Cape, Bentwater delivers the stuff. So you don't have to go step by step. So less van right. trips, yeah. right? <laughs> There's still a few. Uh, you know, today I was collecting empty kegs from people. That's probably a little easier, though, right? A little. <laughs> Empty. A little. Yeah. I, yeah, I was in way better shape last year. <laughs> like, learning how to lift kegs and lift cases in and, like, doing that all day. 
I can imagine. You know, I felt like eventually, like the kegs felt lighter. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And then it's like Bentwater's yeah. delivering now, so <laughs> like I had to do some random thing and grab the keg. I was like, oh my god, they're so heavy. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So they helped me out a lot by delivering. That's awesome. Me. Yeah. Obviously, the elephant in the room, COVID nineteen happened. Yeah. Um, you being not having a brewery was that a little bit in your benefit for you you know you didn't you had you to kind of worry about and and obviously a family but not a whole staff and yeah um yeah i mean not having a tap room was huge if i had a tap so many breweries are still hurting badly um so many you know my favorite bars and restaurants too any place that that relies on foot traffic people coming in and sitting down and hanging out you know those people took a massive hit and um you know, I, I had been getting further and further into the idea of having a tap room hmm. and where that might be and what it might look like. And, um, you know, thankfully, I wasn't, like, building it out as everything oh happened. Gosh. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I paused my production. Um, you know, I... Uh, bless you. I um, got, <laughs> Thank you. I So I had a batch of, oddly enough, things we don't say was ready... Like, right as things were shutting down, like, the beer was being packaged, like, as the announcement was being made. (laughs) And I was like, you know, I remember that day being like, please don't shut down the liquor store. Right. (laughs) Please. And I had a lot of kegs, too. Um, And for that that batch, I really had to get creative. I sold a lot of kegs to people and brought them to their houses to drink at home. (laughs) They had people with kegerators. Why not? I had little release events in my driveway. Oh, nice. I met so many new neighbors. <laughs> That's so great. This one woman was like out with her kid and he was like on his bike and he like looked at me because I had like a little like cases of beer I was selling to people, you know, with the, so, the mask, the whole thing. Yeah. And the kid like looks back at his mom and drives his bike back. He's like, mommy, there's a, there's a man selling beer in his driveway. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a lemonade stand. Right, and right. she came up and she's like, you're selling beer? I was like, yeah, believe it or not, like. I have a... You're like a, licensed, right? Yeah, you can do that. I can. And I have a brewing thing, and, like, I'm licensed here. <laughs> like, and what is so, this thing going on in your backyard? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, I'll take a whole case. That's awesome. So, you know, I met a lot of really cool neighbors that way. That's super cool. And, uh, yeah, my neighbors are really cool people. I made sure to let them know what, I, what I'm doing because I didn't want them to be surprised when a truck showed up last year and dropped four pounds of beer in my driveway. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> like, hundreds of cases of beer and yep. kegs and... <laughs> Now, is that why you're able to, I see you on Instagram, you know, if you were interested in buying a keg, is that because you have that license, you're able to do that? I am able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there are some, there are some gray area things, but I am, I am able to do that. Until you, until they say no, right? It's yeah. Like... <laughs> well, you know, when times get tough, you gotta Be resourceful. Get, get creative. Right. And, yeah. Right. So yeah, we moved through that whole batch of things we don't say. I had to dump a few half barrel kegs. Um, could have been I, a lot worse, I guess. Though I took, yeah. a, I took a, I took a bit of a hit, you know, um, like everyone else did. Yeah. But it was in the thousands. It wasn't in the tens or hundreds of thousands or millions. Yeah. Which, cool. which some sadly, some are. Yeah. 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 So, I'll absolutely not let something like COVID stop this. It's too, it's too powerful. Yeah. It's too meaningful to me. Not just that though. Like even more than that, it's meaningful to a lot of people. Yeah. Like, again, my mind has just been blown. I'm so humbled every day that i'm still doing this 
and that it's reached so many people and that I get to sit here and talk with you guys. Like, I can't believe I'm even, you know, I was just a home brewer, like trying to, I had the idea and then I wanted it as a legacy for Melody. Like that's, I wasn't even thinking like the beer was just one layer of it for me. You know, the, what it meant to me was the other layer. Right. So like this could, this could have been something different. This might not have been beer. You know, if I was building guitars my whole life, I could have designed a guitar right. that had her name, like, inscribed on or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this could have taken shape as something else. But the beer world was what I knew. Yeah. And I am still, like, really passionate about beer. So um, that's that's what came out. Yeah. <laughs> and we're still doing it. And uh, I really want to keep doing it. I joke with people now that I feel like I'm unemployable. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know how I would be as an employee. Because <laughs> you've been your own employee. Yeah, I got a t- kind of a taste of it. But also, like, I don't know if Greg, the owner of Clown Shoes, will ever listen to this. He probably <laughs> will, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we would disagree all the time on stuff. Like, he's one of my best friends. I love that guy. And he really looked out for me. But there were so many, like, should we do this? No. <laughs> should we do this? No. Like, I was always the guy saying no. You know, and, but like coming up with new creative things and just like, you know, he and I think pretty differently about things. Like when we first met and after six years of working together, we would like, we were so on the same page by the end of that. That's so cool. You know, and it was just like, if you're around someone that much, yeah, I learned a lot from him about just how to run a business, yeah. you know, so. So let's flip that around. You've been kind of really helping a ton of other breweries yeah. or brewers in the North Shore area. How's that been for you? It's been amazing. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just to see to see some of these guys get to do what they are dreaming of doing and put out some beer into the world and and start a brand and have something behind it and have a story behind it. And uh, these are really passionate, amazing people that come from all sorts of backgrounds you know? yeah i mean uh and that's really what intrigued me i mean i always wanted like i really do want to help people that's part of like what i got out of the stuff i've been through in life but also like i felt like there was something i could do to help because i went through that licensing stuff and building this thing up you know with some of the knowledge i had and so yeah i mean helping people like neil gilded skull and helping ray from rockport and, um, you know, Pete from Backbeat, I didn't help him at all. He did that. <laughs> yeah. I, I just know him, and I'm, on, and I'm honored to know him. But Neil and Ray, I I did help them a lot. And, yeah. And they helped me, too, just by, you know, we, we all learn from each other. I mean, the way Ray thinks about beer versus Neil versus me. Different. Different schools of thought, different approaches. Ray is a lot different than me as a person. Neil is a lot different than me. Yeah. And so it's been just really cool to, like, be a part of their journey, too. Hmm. And I've learned a lot. Um, and, yeah, seeing Neil's beer on the shelf for the first time, now seeing Ray's. That's cool. Incredible cool feeling. You, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. And seeing him dropping this stuff off, and it's like, you know, I'm just, I'm so happy for them. I'm honored that they got to that point. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. It really is. Yeah. And, um and it's I, good beer too. It's not like yeah, it's, yeah, it's not like they're yeah. putting out like crap, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah, no, it's something yeah. you want. <laughs> yeah, they, I was. I thought that both of their beers that they they've each only done one, one batch. Yeah, yep. 
and uh, both were really, really good. Yeah. And I kind of had a feeling they would be. I've I've tasted Ray's home brews. I've tasted Neil's home yeah. brews. And Neil is like, some of the stuff that he, that he handed me, the homebrew stuff, like, this is from eight years ago. It's a 3% Belgian <laughs> Saison that's been in a green bottle with a cork. And it's been in a, I'm just like, what? Yeah. So um, we yeah. actually have an active uh, collaboration beer that's sitting in a 25-gallon uh, oh. barrel in Very Beverly. Cool. Very it's a sour cool. beer, and it's nice. uh, it was fermented in the barrel, which you usually don't do. Interesting. You, usually, you <laughs> brew it right. and transfer it to the barrels. Yep. But uh, I decided that since um, I didn't have a large enough vessel on at that time <laughs> on my homebrew setup, that I brewed a few batches of it was Neil's recipe, and uh, I brewed it in Beverly. Um, you know, Neil at that time. This was in December of last year yeah. and the beer went into the barrel and I went and got, <laughs> I drove to Woburn and Neil gave me a flask with his yeast strain in it yep. and told me what to do with it. And I was like, okay, I think I, I, I this sounds cool. <laughs> and I drove home and I, I put the yeast in the beer and then I cranked space heaters in a room and kept it in the dead of winter at 90 degrees. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> so got real, Challenge yeah, accepted. Yeah. So Neil's like, Damn. he's like, the hotter you get this thing, and the more and the longer you can keep it warm, the more sour the beer is going to get. Wow. Which I, right. And I understand yeah. that. Logic, you know, like, yeah. You know, I, I understand. I wouldn't say I know as much about the technical side of brewing as Neil. Um, I'm more of like a... Let's just try this. <laughs> Let's throw this in there. A little of this, a little of that. You know, more of like maybe a little bit more. If you think about art versus science, I think I'm right. a little bit more towards the art side. Yeah. yeah. I think Neil's a little more towards the science side. Well, he's a freaking scientist. Yeah, he is a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, that beer, um, I've never seen anything like it. It's, it started fermenting like instantly. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. And it was the smells in that room were bizarre. <laughs> and uh we've been trying it so it's it was december it was brewed um it's almost eight months in and that beer is tasting really good it's incredibly sour <laughs> i'm really excited about that's it that's awesome and uh, we're gonna add some fruit to it and it's been in that barrel for the whole time so that was that's gonna wow. be a gilded skull wandering soul cool. collaboration Very yeah we, cool. we might get uh 15 cases of beer or something Ooh. But it'll Ooh, be yeah. fancy bottles. You and... selling uh, pre pre orders for that? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll come That's out probably awesome. um, sometime this fall. Cool, cool. Once we figure out how we're going to tackle the process of <laughs> bottling that monster. Yeah, Neil, Neil knows more about that that style than me. Yeah, but I've always wanted to do a sour beer. Yeah, and uh, I didn't think we'd do one that was fermented in a barrel. And I got the barrel. <laughs> I got the barrel from Remnant. Oh, wow. Oh, very yeah, cool. Nice. Yeah, we yeah. have a lot of good barrels there. Yep. That's their thing, nice. kind of. So they were part of it, too. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. In a way. Uh, my last question uh, before we start asking some uh, more personal questions is, uh, like, what do you want to learn more about uh, in the brewing process? Hmm. That's a good one. Um, I think that I'd definitely want to learn more about lagers in general. Th these are the kinds of beers I've been drinking. He's drinking a nightlight, everyone. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. He's pointing at all the, yeah, these beers. This isn't a video podcast. This is yeah, all yeah. audio. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I've had this, and it's, yeah. it's really clean, really light. I mean, I've been, yeah, I've been drinking a lot of beers from Germany and, uh, you know, a lot of, like, Pilsner or Kell, and also a lot of Jack's Abbey lately. Um, Same, yeah. 
but also, you know, doing a lot of research on these, these loggers from different parts of the world and the history. So I'm learning a lot more about lager brewing. It's something I want to get more into, and I will. I have, um, I did eight versions of a Czech Pills that became a Hellas Lager that wow. then came back to the Czech Pills. That, <laughs> so it was kind of like, the first one was like, oh, that's too bitter. Oh, let's do a Hellas Lager. That's less bitter. And then I was like, that's not bitter enough. I want to go back to the Czech Pills. <laughs> and so the, where it ended up was... Um, yeah, more of a check pills, and I will eventually check Hellas. <laughs> yeah, basically, um, I'll I'll eventually make that. But uh, and the other thing I'd like to learn more about is uh, Neil's bizarro sour oh my beer God. world. Right. I really <laughs> was fascinated by the fact that that we that 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 happened. That, that I put the yeast at ninety degrees, and so some of these, you know. The some, quake yeast, for instance. Yeah, some ones, some yeah. of these yeast strains that you can ferment at these really high temperatures and also really low temperatures. That's fascinating to me. You know, one of the one of the cool things about brewing for me has always been like, you know, that it kind of takes takes shape and it's like alive. You know, you put the yeast in, stuff happens. And I remember the first yeah. time I was brewing in like a white bucket, and I could, I didn't get to see really what was going on beneath it. And then I got a a um, clear. Carboy, carboy, and yeah. then I was like, and this goes way back, and I was, I brewed it, and I was watching stuff like swirling around, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, you see, it's the croissant, yeah, I was yeah. like, that is incredible. That was one of those moments where I was like, whoa, like this is really, that thing is alive, yeah, and that's yeah. always fascinated me about about beer, the fact that it's like it's a living thing, yeah, and uh, and for me, I mean, again, not not to get, <laughs> I'll just say really quickly. You know, for me, this might sound a bit strange, but it might make sense. Like, after losing Melody and making beer that's a living thing, for me, it's like, in, I think in my subconscious, it's it's almost a way of, like, I, I'm trying to keep her name alive and her legacy alive, but the fact that there's, like, a living thing coming out of it and that this brand is, like, very much alive. For Comforting, me, yeah. Yeah, for me, it has it has really been, like, a... Like a sort of uh, like a comfort in knowing yeah. that there's this thing that has now taken shape that she is a huge part of, even though she's not here anymore. You know, and uh, that again for me is like I, you know, that's why like with coronavirus and stuff, I'm, why would I let that stop me? You know right. what I mean? Right. Like this is this is for me. Yeah. This is a very personal life or death thing. That like it's not like you know if a wandering soul. And I'm not going to be here anymore. I will. <laughs> but, like, for me, it's tied into some stuff that, like... It's so I'm, much more than just... Yeah, yeah I'm not here. It's just so much more. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely not going to let... I'm, I'm not going to let that that just come to an end, you know, yeah. just because there's stuff going on in the... I mean, not to minimize what's going on, it's it's really... It's bad. I mean, like, the, the situation in the yeah. world, and it, it was really bad here, and I hope people continue to take it seriously around here because it's been better. Hmm. Wear but, a mask. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just like, you know, it's like as as if, you know, if there were a tornado that ripped through my house, I wouldn't let that stop me either. You know, it's like, you know, if there was some <laughs> right. natural disaster or like... You'll find a way. Yeah, it's just know? when things yeah. have hold that much meaning, you know, I, I need to be able to carry that with me. And I've definitely veered off of whatever question that was. That's okay. Was it a North Best Shore Best answer Brewers ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> so we got to know more about Wandering Soul and, and you... 
on a personal level. I think we were pretty personal yeah, with everything we, we, we got there. Yeah, we were pretty personal. Now it's funny time. Funny, now, goofy questions. Now it's time for the personal stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this will be easy we're then. Be really um, <laughs> this will be easy. What's, uh, what's in your beer fridge at home? What are you drinking? Ooh. Um, uh, Charlie from Remnant gave me a bunch of beers. He, yes. they, they made one called Crown Vic that I told him point blank, like, this might be the best beer I've ever had in my entire oh, life. Oh, get out. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and so, wow. he, so he gave me some of that. Noted, you guys. Crown Just Vic saying. by Remnant. <laughs> um, and I always have Jack's Abbey. Nice. Which, um, uh, anything? I think I have the House Lager. Yeah. Um, it's been a go-to for me. Um, I have some of Ray's beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some kegs of homebrew stuff that yeah. are always there yeah. and always different stuff. I have some random cans of my own stuff. And then I have um, <sighs> Mosaic Dry Hopped Pseudo Sue from Toppling Goliath. Nice. Yeah. I always have a bunch of random things, but the staples for me, like there's always got to be a lager of some sort because that's just, that's like really what I drink now. Um, and then something hoppy and hazy. And, um, yeah, it's been a long time since I had, like, a stout or anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have, um, I have a test batch of a beer I'm going to do this fall, which is really, I'm really excited about it. It's going to be really unique, I think. Mm. Um, it's a red ale. Cool. Oh. Um, it kind of teeters between amber and red ale. Okay. But it'll, it will be a red ale. It came out a bit dark. Uh, West Coast style, though. A little bit more bitter. Like a little the drier. stuff I like. Yeah, with a tiny, tiny bit of mesquite smoked malt. Ooh, love it. With love some, it. a ton of Centennial. Nice. A ton. Yeah. <laughs> a, a literal ton. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's there's always some random stuff. That's exciting. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. Guilty pleasure beer? It's not oh, that yingling. Huh. Or maybe it is. <laughs> no, it's not the yingling. No. He's proud about yingling. Guilty pl- That's. I mean, that's a really... It's a really interesting question. Is that supposed to be something that like most people would like make fun of me for? Yeah, if you're like white claws, it's no. <laughs> <laughs> not white claw. No, um, oh, it's truly. No. <laughs> yeah, that is a really good question, man. Um, honestly, it's been a while since I've had it, but I do go to it once in a while. Is uh, <laughs> it's just Miller Lite. I like Miller. Nice. Yeah, it's Miller time. Yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with liking white claws. Hey, I'm just letting yeah. everyone know. Yeah. I, I like really clean yeah. beers, yeah. and it's clean. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, it's like you can't really argue that it's a clean beer. It might not be the flavor you're looking for. Yep. But, but hey, a clean. hot summer's day or, yeah. or any time of the year, really. I mean, yeah. 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 Very cool. Uh, you're big into music. What do you listen yeah. to while you brew? Oh man, all sorts of stuff. Lately, it's just been a lot of metal. Yep. <laughs> like Neil. I feel like I've noticed that in your head. posts. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of metal stuff. Yep. Um, a lot of metal from from Europe. Um, I'm a huge fan of this band Opeth. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're from Sweden, and I listen to a lot of stuff like that. But then I'm also into a lot of jazz, a lot of Miles Davis type stuff, a lot of reggae dub. So I'm, the band I'm playing in now is a, a lot of uh, Show old them reggae. Follow, follow this band. What's your band that you're in now? Um, well, we don't... It rotates. Um, the, the name <laughs> that we're using, I think, is Dubtone All-Stars. Cool. <laughs> um, and it's a rotating cast of musicians that we show up, and I never know who's going to be playing keyboard or, or guitar. Or, or Not guitar, because that's... You, Sometimes me. <laughs> that's sometimes me. The yeah. drummer's always different. But it's a group of guys from mostly from Gloucester. 
Cool. And we do a lot of uh, reggae stuff, and I have a lot of like pedals, delay pedals, and loop things that I like to mess around with. It's weird. Yeah, so I like a lot of dub. That's cool. Dub reggae stuff is like, I really love that. Yeah, yeah, that is cool stuff. And food, and like, where do you get inspiration for your your recipes? Obviously, what you've been through, but yeah, food driven, or is it something you know you fall asleep and you're like, oh shit, I just thought of this awesome thing. Let me write it down. <laughs> It's uh, I cook the same way that that I make beer. Um, I don't, I don't really. I look at a recipe for inspiration and for maybe an idea or two for like the core of it. But then I close the then I close the book, and then I uh, then I just kind of like wing it. I mean, a lot of it, a lot of this has been like winging it and winging it over and over and over and documenting all of it, and then finally striking what I think is gold with something, you know. Um, so with food, I don't know if I necessarily think of like food and a lot of people think of food and beer and recipe. Like, I think from a recipe standpoint, you know, I'm, it, it's very similar to me. Yeah. Um, you know, my wife, like when she cooks, she follows a recipe <laughs> like most people do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> because let's face it, you don't want to like just be like, oh, I'm just going to do my own thing. And then it's awful, which sometimes it is. And then you don't have anything to eat for dinner. Right. And then everybody's miserable. And then, you know, so yeah. we don't want, we don't want that to happen. So, um, you know, I have like my little, you know, five things with brewing and five things with food where it's like my little, uh, little tricks and. You right. Know, you know, this will work. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've, right? done, I've done this before. Yeah. Like here's yeah. the base, right? Like, yeah. or this ingredient like always works like salt. <laughs> add it to everything it you works can add it to anything <laughs> except for beer unless it's a ghost yeah yeah exactly um but yeah i think it's interesting to think of food and beer together because you are creating something yeah from nothing in a way i mean you're taking ingredients combining them to make something else and for beer it's the same thing yeah which is really cool yeah my last question is any plans for a brick and mortar wandering soul there were some plans, yeah, um, and I think that there will be someday, uh, as soon as someone else wants to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Right. Um, I've been very risk adverse in this whole thing, um, doing it the way I am right now. I'm glad now that I didn't decide to build something right before COVID, but yeah, I think that when the time is right and the opportunity presents itself, I think I think that that I'm certainly not closed off to the Adverse idea to it, yeah. and i very much want there to be one because then i could tell people all the people that ask me like every day right right um you know about the tap room and if that might happen you know there's a there's one town in massachusetts i've been talking with for two years now um and there's no breweries there yeah and they really really want a brewery there <laughs> yeah hint hint wink wink yeah uh, <laughs> starts with an r uh, is it a town that I live in? It might be. Does it end in Lee? No. Oh. What's the, what town starts with R and ends in Lee? Raleigh. Raleigh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Raleigh, those dudes from Anonymous. Are, yeah, oh, I guess so, but they don't have a brick and mortar. Right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, we won't... We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that, though. Leave it up to interpretation. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, someday I hope there will be a, a tap room that people can come check out. Yeah. yeah it'll be cool. small, though. If I ever do a tap room, it's definitely going to be small because I, I want to keep the distribution stuff going. Yeah, of course. On a larger scale, 
um, at a place like Bentwater. I, I hope. Um, I, I hope I don't like piss them off. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, so I, I hope to keep, we have a really cool thing going there and I really want to, I think, I think we're both looking at it as a long-term thing. So, cause I can make these bigger batches and get it out into the stores and stuff. But then the tap room would be all, all, you know, stuff that wouldn't be out in the market. Right. Yeah. So. so are you planning on then distributing outside of Massachusetts? Is that something that you're thinking about? Yeah. Yeah, that's um, something I've been thinking a lot about. Nice. <laughs> and I have spoken with um, a few different breweries and a few other states. Very cool. About making some stuff for that for these other states at these other breweries. Yeah. Can't talk about it, any of it yet. Um, well, it's intriguing. There's, yeah, there's <laughs> states that are near here. So yeah. New Hampshire, New York, New Jersey. Nice. Being from New Jersey, you know, I have um, a lot of roots there. Yeah. Um, I d- no matter what, I'd love to have Wandering Soul available in New Jersey. Yeah, it's home. For sure. Yeah, yeah, and, and New York, too. So, yeah, there's definitely some plans to expand uh, and, and, and get into some other states. Yeah. Very uh, exciting. Yeah. So I want people to be able to get your beer right now. Um, where are you guys located on the interwebs and social media? So it's wanderingsoulbeer.com, and uh, that's the that's the tag that i use for everything so it's at wandering soul beer mm-hmm. on instagram and uh facebook you can find me there and um i've been really fortunate that you know um there's been some articles in like boston globe and um boston 25 news came to our house and did a tv segment that's on my website too and that was through resolve new england that made they made that connection which was incredible for me i yeah. mean when that aired it was like, I went to the, the next day I was doing a delivery and I showed up and they're like, I saw you on TV. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Hey, yeah. what's up? And they aired it uh, three times too. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we talked about this. It was about the story and yeah. about, you know. So um, I guess your fear of the, the story being a turnoff. Yeah, it's right out there now. Yeah. You know, so now it's, you know, I'm I'm pretty transparent. I try to be transparent about everything I do. There's there's no secrets or anything. You know, this is a personal thing for me and the more I've been able to talk about it, it's actually been a healing thing for me. Um not that I'm more comfortable with what happened, but I am more comfortable talking about it and I see how it resonates with people and i hear from so many other people who've gone through these things that now know that this is becoming like a support network almost for people yeah you know and uh the amount of people i get that that contact me who've gone through some things like what i've been through it's it's just unbelievable and we stay in touch you know and these are not things where it's like reply right away like hey thanks for Thanks for the message. Uh, right. You can find my beer. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, you have to, yeah, you have to yeah. really respond to that. Yeah, yeah, it's stuff where it's like, wow, like that person just trusted a complete stranger with a very personal life story. Wow. And I don't take that lightly. And, uh, you know, it's some heavy stuff, but... That's that you, huge that your beer and your brand is able to do that. Yeah. It, it's, really, it's just amazing. Yeah. I get really, like, I'm always excited when somebody contacts me because i never know what it's going to be and some but sometimes i do need to prepare myself that yeah it's going to be some really some really deep stuff and and that's okay you know yeah that's what i wanted right yeah right so yeah yeah well thank you so much for doing this tonight and sharing your story yeah yeah Yeah. that was awesome 
it's been a couple weeks of like amazing stories and to have yours kind of last was it just worked out it was good, it was good. <laughs> yeah sometimes things work out like that for sure yeah yeah, I really appreciate it. I, I've been wanting to do this for a while with you guys. I'm yeah. glad we finally got to sit down and yeah, we've talk had like it. two separate small like interviews. Two. It was Essex County uh, Beer Festival, and then it was our first round table. Yeah. With, with oh COVID. right. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now you're finally on your own episode. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, definitely. I love the studio too. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Jazz. Right thank you yeah, so thank much. You for jazz. Doing this. Small Pond Studios in Georgetown, Massachusetts. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Great job, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. And now I think it's for Erica's favorite question. Yes, the last question we always love to ask: What are you most proud of? Most proud of? Yeah. Um. Hmm. That could be anything too. It doesn't necessarily have to be beer related, you know. No, it would be beer related, <laughs> and uh, it would be that people responded to this. To yeah. The fact that I started this thing, I didn't know where it was going to go. It was at a time where I was very broken, <laughs> and uh, you know, I still carry some of that with me. But just the fact that people gave a shit, <laughs> right? You know, just you're now six beers in. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like anybody there's so many options out there and the fact that i was hearing from people and watching the reviews on untap and stuff so like the fact that people liked the beer was one thing and the fact that people like you know saw the story and were like touched by it i'm just proud to have a legacy for melody because you know one of my biggest fears was always that you know because like she you know did she live did she die it's like when when you lose a child that way they you could argue that they weren't she in my mind was alive um but she never like you know had a life outside the womb right so and not to again man i'm sorry right. guys. No, yeah. it's all good it's been a while since i apologized for being too personal no, but i guess no. i feel um don't don't apologize but you know for me the fact that like there's a legacy now for her like her name being on the beer and like it's on the internet, like it's on the website, it's on Boston Globe. Yeah. About like that's her name, you know what I mean? Like, and uh, I was always afraid that she would just get forgotten. Yeah. As time went by, and uh, that that Abby and I like that we would be the only people that would really care. Right. Um, you know, because time goes by, people expect you to get better. Yeah. They expect you to. That's almost like, kind of the the way, like. It's thought about though. Oh, we'll just live and we'll forget about it, and it'll just be in the past now, and you won't think about it anymore. So yeah, that's yeah. cool that you're keeping it more present. You know? Yeah, and with things we don't say being the second beer, that's really directly tied into the concept yeah. Yeah. of the things that people don't talk about because there's ex- this expectation that you know that eventually you get you're supposed to get better and people move on, and that like people don't want to be bothered by like a sad story a lot of times, yeah. you know, and the fact that it, that you could perceive it as a sad story, yeah, but you know that just really kind of resonated with me that somebody could could call it like a sad story and then just like walk away from it, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So like for me to have that legacy yeah. is the without a doubt is the most it, I am more proud of that than anything I've done in my entire life, like hands down. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I think people fall in love with the beer and then. I mean, I think they or like vice the, versa, yeah, the story. The story. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, yeah. it's a it's a marriage, you know. Yeah. Because there have been people who have had your beer, I know, in a bar, 
Uh, oh, man, you know, I've tried this beer. What do you think? And I was like, oh, do you know the story behind it? And then they find <laughs> out and they're like, oh, shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 And it's like, I've never met someone who's like turned off by that. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's another layer to it, you know? Yeah. And the fact that, you know, if there's people that are having the beer and, and liking it and don't know the story, that's totally cool with me. Like, not, I don't need everybody to know every little detail about my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just so happens that it made it out into the world and it's printed on the can. <laughs> but, like, I don't need everybody to, to, to know that. And I don't really, and maybe I shouldn't, you know. I've, I've had some people tell me, like, especially early on, like, be careful because you're being too personal. <laughs> like, be careful because, you know, you're going to scare people away because you're going to be the sad beer company. Someone told Aww. me someone told me that. And then I wanted, to, I wanted to put out a beer called Sad Beer so bad. <laughs> um, now you have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, that kind of, and that's when I got the idea for Things We Don't Say and, like, the whole, the concept of, like, yeah. past life and stuff, you know. Um, because, no, I don't want to be known as a sad beer company. But also, it's just, like, it, again, it speaks to the fact that you can look at somebody else's story, call it a sad story, and walk away. And, you know, I think our culture just sucks at dealing with grief. And mm -hmm. Yeah. In, in this country, we just, it's such a hard thing anyway, but, like, there's really not enough support for people that go through certain things. I didn't know where to turn, you know, and especially being a dad, like, being on the, like, on the male side of this, like, it's different for women. Yeah, completely. And it's different for men. And also, you know, feeling like I had to, take care of my wife because i was so worried something else was going to happen and all this anxiety and uh you know so i think that um i, I don't even remember the question what i'm most proud of <laughs> i think it's just the fact that like we we can have these conversations yeah and so, you know i, I have conversations all the time where i really wonder what that person's thinking when they turn their head and walk away because <laughs> <laughs> you know like i'm not afraid to talk about this stuff yeah and like Maybe I've turned some people off. Maybe I've made some people sad. I don't know. I think it's just more like a phoenix thing. That's where I get from all of this. Like, you've been through this shit, and now you're like a phoenix rising. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's... It's exciting. The beer from the wreckage was right. was that. Like, yeah. And that was actually my wife's idea for the name. Yeah. So ve I very much want people to perceive it that way. And I always tell people it's a, sim it's a symbol of hope, wandering soul. Yeah. You know, um, it, it's not... It, there's there's a story behind it, but it, it is very much a symbol of hope hmm. and about moving forward and being resilient and taking an experience and doing something with it that that will have an impact. And it has, you know, and I still tell people if this thing wrapped up today, I'd be super bummed and I don't know where I'd work. I don't know who would hire me. I'd be a terrible employee, <laughs> but I'd be just so proud of the fact that it existed, you know? Yeah. 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 Like I would be so proud. So, yeah. well, once again, thank you for sharing all everything. Of your stories yes. With you. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you guys. Yeah. This was, this was awesome. Yeah. And, uh, make sure to go to, you know, wandering souls website to find out where their beer is in social media, social media. Yeah. Um, to make sure you get your hands on some because I'm always excited when I see it at, you know, the local packy. Yeah. Try to I, grab a four I love pack. it. It's, it's a great beer. Can't and, go wrong. And as a guy that's not a big IPA guy, it's, and if you're not an IPA person out there. Try it. Try it. Because you like it, it. It slaps in the terms of Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Which. Don't know if we need that. I think that. I said it Thank once you. to you and you <laughs> caught on for some reason. I apologize. I think <laughs> I, I'd like to think I say more intelligent things than that slaps and. That's the one that you picked up on. Yep. 
but that's... it was simple for me to understand. Plus, it has the sound effect. <laughs> yeah. Right, oh, right. Now that's where that's... it is. You know what? You're right. <laughs> it's one of those words where you hear the word and you can picture what it sounds like. I mean, and you yeah. might get a, you might picture it as something that's very strange. Yeah. Or... <laughs> I think I think Ryan does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's okay. We've that's landed. okay. <laughs> well, uh, I think we're gonna go to our outro and uh, we're gonna drink more beer. Hell yeah. Check right. on the flip side. Bye. Cheers. 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 Thanks, guys. All right, everyone. Thank you guys so much for listening to our episode with Matt Smith of Wandering Soul. I had a lot of fun doing it. What about you guys? Oh, uh, it was a blast. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't stress enough. If you can find their beer on the shelf in the marketplace, go grab it now. Absolutely. You have to. And you're supporting an amazing guy and his family and it's just really great beer so yeah. and not to mention that melody maker ipa is so good so good oh it's one of my favorites so make sure you go out there and, and support um also in the same vein of supporting if you guys like this episode please tell a friend let them know that you guys enjoyed it you heard this podcast and you really dug it um or rate subscribe that helps as well yeah no we really appreciate it and honestly we just love hearing your or reading your reviews it's just encouraging it is you know so we appreciate everyone who's ever written a review on us on like apple Podcasts or whatever you listen to yeah and uh we've got a great episode coming next week for you guys i think we're going to do you don't know because <laughs> we don't know you're right we don't know i know ryan knows ryan, ryan knows all ryan's executive producer of everything so he knows Pretty everything much. Yep. well i guess we're gonna go enjoy some more beer from matt and, uh, until next time until next time Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.